When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After a year of dealing with the pandemic, social distancing, and a lockdown, the idea of a nice, spacious house with a backyard has never been more appealing. But there's a lot that goes into owning your own home, and we want to talk about that today. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is Rich Brown, who runs all of our editorial coverage related to dealing with your home at CNET. Welcome, Rich. Hey, Roger. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. So the pandemic seemed to spark an unprecedented wave of demand for home ownership. What have you seen over the last year? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've all seen this crazy market for home buying, right? I mean, I think you've got people kind of reconsidering whether they want to be in apartments or sort of smaller houses and maybe getting out of the city. Uh, you know, but I think we're also seeing for people that that own homes that have, you know, the, the ability to get in there and do DIY stuff. I think they're like, People are nesting, right? They're like, how do I make the most out of this house that I'm now spending a lot more time in? That's a really good point. That brings us to a new package that you and your team have launched today regarding new home ownership. Tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, so we thought it would be worthwhile diving into sort of what happens the moment you get the keys to your new house, right? It's not so much, you know, and, and the package maybe gets into to a few things before then, but for the most part, it's we're sort of asking like, you know, what, what are the first things you should do maybe while you still have the, the new home, the, the prior homeowner in the room, right? When you're, when you're doing the signing, signing the contract, getting the keys, or like you first walk in the door before you even moved your stuff in, what should you do? And just sort of trying to think about those first days, weeks, months, when you get, get access to this new house, um, you know, how do you make the most of that? How do you make, how do you make sense of that kind of weird transition time period? That's a great point. And full disclosure, I am a homeowner, but I bought an apartment because of a lot of the things that you're bringing up in your stories, the, the, the DIY fixes, um, the, the, the sheer amount of responsibilities that come with owning a home were things that intimidated me. So I'm actually eager to read some of this stuff because uh, seeing as I've been stuck in an apartment for the last year and a half, I've been eager to find a house and, and hopefully some of this stuff is going to help me out. Um, I want to talk about DIY fixes in particular because I am not a handy person at all. And that was the first article that popped up in, in, in the series that you have that really drew kind of drew me in because um, obviously you, you buy a house and you, you think about all the nice things, but obviously there are a lot of problems that homeowners can encounter. I'm curious if you could sort of run through some of those some of those most common issues a homeowner can expect to see when they you know when they get the keys to their home. Yeah, I mean, some of the one, one of the most obvious ones is painting, right? I mean, you're you're going to be moving into a home, presumably that that someone else either made to their their own taste, or uh, you know, maybe some developer built this new house, and uh, you really want to make it your own. So, you know, painting is the obvious one, along with all the little like repair jobs that might come with that too, like spackling or. Uh, you know, kind of fixing fixing the area around your your wall outlets and light switches, and just getting that, just trying to make it look neat and tidy, right? So that's that's probably the one of, one of the most obvious ones, and it's one that you want to do probably before you move in or you get too much stuff in there because uh, 
you know, then you have to deal with all your furniture and everything um, and, and wall hangings. I'm curious, like, so these these are sort of the areas that I'm I'm intimidated by, you know, painting wall fixtures, even the the minor repairs. I'm curious what advice you might have to folks like me who are not the handiest or a little intimidated by this, uh, especially kind of going into this package. You know, so the first thing I would say is read our package. Uh, there's a lot of good info there. Um, but, you know, I'll say, too, that for most for the most part, a lot of the jobs around the house, the, the smaller jobs are doable by sort of the average homeowner, I think. Um, you know, if you get together a basic toolkit um, and, you know, if you're intimidated, go to YouTube, right? YouTube is, is kind of, it's sort of a cliche at this point. It's a, it's a very handy resource just for wrapping your brain around the steps uh, involved in, say, a single project. And, you know, I'd say, too, like, start small, right? Like, if you don't need to think, like, it's you can get overwhelmed if you start thinking like, oh my gosh, I've got to repair this entire house. Start go room by room, go wall by wall, you know, whatever it is for, for you to start getting comfortable, you know, maybe start on a project somewhere out of the way in case you're worried about messing it up and having it look bad or something. Um, but just go slow. Uh, believe in yourself. You could do it. All right. Well, that is super handy. I wish I had you, you know, rooting for me when I first, uh, when I was considering buying a house, because after like I looked at a house, a few houses, like eh, this seems like a lot of work. Maybe I'll just stick with that apartment. But but you, uh, you can do this. <laughs> well, so I'm I'm curious about the where that line is because the 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 DIY story that you have sort of has a nice breakdown of things like plumbing and electrical work. Like what I'm I'm curious what the line is for for folks for DIYers and and I admit I assume that it'll be different for different people. But like in terms of problems that homeowners can tackle themselves versus hiring a professional? Like, is there, is there, is there sort of a line that you sort of draw on like when you should do something yourself versus calling someone in? Yeah. I mean, there's not, maybe not a clear point. It certainly depends on what kind of fix there is. Um, you know, I would say electrical is probably the most dangerous <laughs> and the thing you want to farm out. Uh, if you're at all uncertain about, you know, it, your abilities there or just sort of how, how it all works. Um, that's definitely the first thing I'd be, I'd be careful about. Um, plumbing is probably an obvious other one. Um, you know, if you get that wrong, you can cause like pretty bad damage to your house or, or you know, worst case, even, even mold. And then all of a sudden you're affecting your health. Um, you know, I, YouTube, I'll, I'll say again, like has really, has maybe pushed that line back a little bit in terms of what, what you can get yourself into and, and actually kind of successfully accomplish. I mean, that, that said, I was trying to uh, repair a valve in my shower a couple of weeks ago and, you know, followed YouTube and then promptly broke the valve in half. So then uh, <laughs> I had to call the plumber to come bail me out, uh, you know, but I, and the other, but also I think like contractors are kind of getting used to this uh, to some extent, you know, like they'll see a, a a botched DIY repair and they'll come in and they're like, all right, you know, here we go. Let me, let me, let me do the <laughs> job right. Uh, you know. All right. Well, I mean, hearing that story at least gives me a little bit of comfort there that I'm not, I'm not the only one who, who struggles with the stuff sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I too, like the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. That's just been my experience as a, yeah. As a yeah. Yeah. I think it's getting started that building the momentum is definitely key. Uh, one of the other stories you've got out today is a, a list of questions that you should be asking the, the prior homeowner. And that's an interesting one because uh, I hadn't even thought about that. But like, what, what are some of the things that you should keep in mind 
uh, when, when talking to that prior homeowner? Yeah, you know, it's I, I find that relationship uh, and the whole home buying process just kind of strange, right? I mean, in, in a lot of cases, you might not even meet the prior owner, um, or you might just meet them during the uh, during the contract signing, right? So you potentially have a very brief window to ask directly about, uh, you know, maybe there are some things with the house that you just would want to know about that you know didn't come out in the inspection or your own walkthrough. So, you know, the idea is like when or if you you get that homeowner uh, in the room and you feel like you can have a conversation with, with him or her, um, take that opportunity, you know? Uh, so one thing, you know, things like when was the roof replaced and repaired? Uh, are there, you know, what about the appliances? Do you have the manuals handy? Uh, finding the water and gas shut off. Um, getting info about the HVAC system, which can be really expensive. I mean, some of these things might be documented along the way and you'll uncover them uh, during the inspection. Um, but some of them might not be, you know? So just getting getting some of those, uh, even like weird things about certain fixtures around the house, like, oh, hey, this door sticks in this funny way. You've got to, you know, you've got to do this. Um, it, it's just, the idea is you want to take that opportunity when you have. That yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then you've got one last article today about sort of how to improve the value of your home. And what are some, I guess, easy, I say easy, quote unquote, but what, what are some smart ways to you know, boost the value of your home once you've bought one? That's another thing that we were we were thinking about when we go into the story, uh, kind of going into this idea of, uh, you know, you're nesting, right? You're in this house, you're spending all this time there. Um, you know, maybe it's time to take on, take on a big project or something that could actually benefit you in the long run, you know, not, not just in the immediate situation. Um, so, you know, one thing that I, I think is most people kind of think about, uh, you know, do the bathroom, do the kitchen, do those remodels. Those are, those are kind of obvious ones. They're expensive. Um, they're not necessarily probably most cases, not at all DIY. Um, but then there are other things that we did a little research on and found around the house, things like replacing your siding um, or maybe replacing uh, your windows or heck, even getting in and doing a new garage door. I mean, some of these are major investments, um, but the return on them can actually be pretty good. I mean, in some cases, uh, garage door replacement, uh, for example, we found can increase, uh, you know, can have like a 94% return on the investment um, that you might actually make on that. So that, you know, there's a lot of things you can do that if you're spend your money, if you spend your money wisely, kind of pick your spots, uh, it can really kind of pay off in the end. Great. And I know this is going on the next couple of days. Can you give us a tease as to what other stories we can expect to see in the coming days? Yeah, sure. So this one, I, I like this package a lot because it's a combination of a couple of teams here. It's, it's my home team and then uh, some folks on our personal finance team. So we've got stories, uh, you know, more DIY, home fixy stuff, uh, as well as some guidance on like how to work with a contractor, right? How to, you know, try to, how to negotiate, how to get um, the information that you need from them. Um, and then uh, we've got a couple others on how to finance a home renovation, uh, perhaps when you should think about uh, refinancing your mortgage. Um, what to do if you find out like there's a major issue with your new home that wasn't disclosed or didn't get caught in the inspection. Um, you know, so we've got a handful of stories running over the next couple of weeks. I think we've got some really good ones in here. Awesome. Well, Rich, thank you for your time. You can check out our full 
new homeowner package at cnet.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or send for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.